Good morning, church, and welcome to our Sunday morning Bible class. Uh, this is uh, next to the last one uh, for this I Am uh, series. Uh, we're going to be doing the I Am the Way, the Truth, and the Life uh, this morning. Uh, welcome to our to our Sunday morning service. Uh, welcome to, uh, if you're visiting and have not uh, watched us before, uh, we're Central Church of Christ here at Victoria, and we are extremely grateful that you're watching and that you've joined in with us. Uh, uh, we, uh, uh, we are try, striving to be God's heart and hands in the community. We're striving to help people live out the life of Christ uh, in, in this community and beyond. And, uh, and again, we're so grateful that you're here. My name is Dan Spaeth. I'm one of the elders here. That's James Colburn. He's also one of the shepherds here. And uh, uh, we're going to get started here in a second. We're going to be in John chapter 14. Uh, and we'll, we'll do a little bit out of John 13. And we'll, and we'll go back and refer a little bit back to John chapter 8 too this, this morning. So uh, if, you're, uh, if you're ready to start, well, I'm going to ask James to go ahead and, and, uh, and pray for us. And we'll get started. All right. Father, we're grateful for this time this morning to open up your word. We're grateful, Father, for the picture that it gives us of you and of your son. We're grateful, Father, that it that the wisdom that's found here will draw us closer to you. Thank you, Father, for all that you've done in the past and all that you will continue to do. And give us wisdom, give us insight. Through this we pray. Amen. Amen. One thing I want to say before we get started, uh, you know, we asked... Uh, uh, the congregation to, for help for Vic and Mary Jane. And uh, from what I gather, uh, he got an overwhelming support of people to help. Jessica Mueller is uh, is coordinating all the, 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 the people coming in and out. Uh, I think some of his family is, help, is helping too. I believe he's got some people staying overnight. Uh, so church, uh, thank you so much for the, for the great response uh, that, uh, that you gave. I don't know how many people uh, volunteer, but I know there was a, there was a, a, you know, you know, five to 10 that volunteered. And that's really what he was. I think he was looking for five or six and he got more than that, I believe. So thank you again, church. It's just a, another evidence of, of this church reaching out, even through this pandemic, reaching out and striving to be God's heart and hands here in the community. So, uh, you, uh, you should be commended. Uh, and, and again, we, we, uh, uh, we talked about the mission effort last, last week and, uh, this week, uh, you know, I know that some some uh, uh, we're going to do that that first that first special contribution is going to be on January thirty first. I believe it's the first one. So uh, be uh, be praying about that, guys, and be praying about that school in Mexico. Uh, let's get started with this thing. We're in in John chapter fourteen. We've been start, studying the I am statements, and and we've looked at I am the, the light of the world. I'm the bread of life. Uh, we looked last week at I'm the resurrection and the life, and this is kind of a kind of really a part two of that, really, because here he says I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, but this to set up the, this text in 14, this is the beginning really of a long discourse on Passover, where he is uh, he is getting them ready for what's coming in just a few hours. In just a few hours, he is going to be arrested. Uh, he's going to be tried, convicted. And he's going to be sentenced and and executed, and he knows that, but they don't they don't grab a hold of that yet. And he's been trying to tell them uh, about that. He's been, he's been trying to tell them about he he told them about Peter's denial, about the betrayal that, that Judas is going to do. He's told them that, and it must have been a it must have been very traumatic for them to to listen to this. Uh, they've left everything. They've left all their homes and and businesses, everything, families. Uh, to follow this guy and now to know, and in this text, he'll say, where I'm going, you cannot go. You can't come with me. 
and and they're they're perplexed. I believe. I think it would have been the same for either one of us too. If we were in that situation, I think we probably would have been just as uh, maybe fearful, somewhat fearful. I think we know that they all run when he gets arrested and, and he's and he's tried. Uh, they all take off running, but uh, I think it would have been very difficult for them. I think it was very difficult for them, and and you'll see the question from Thomas and the question from Philip uh, that they will uh, uh, that they will ask it in the later on in this text. But, I I uh, think it was so traumatic because of the fact that that they they were expecting a physical kingdom. Yeah, and yeah. and they they can't wrap their heads around. You're here with us. And you're telling us you're going to die and be raised in three days, and now you're telling us you you you're going away. Uh, you know they have a, they have trouble wrapping their heads around it, and we probably would have too if the, we'd been. You there. know, James, they're probably they're they're like little children. I mean, they're dependent on him for for everything because they've left everything. You know, we see in in uh, in Acts chapter four, we talked about this just a little bit before we started. Uh, where Peter and John, I believe, is, is Peter and John, that they they heal the lame man and and they they're brought in before the officials and and they they're quizzed and questioned and it's where they say you know they tell them we don't want you talking about this Jesus no more and they, and they say man, we we're not going to stop talking about him we're just not going to do that and they let them go because they just realize that they're just ordinary fishermen they're just they're just just average ordinary they don't have any any expertise any knowledge any great wisdom according to them they do but they do not according to them and and so this is before that this is months before that and this is where it starts where the they're being perplexed and probably fearful anxious uh depressed a little bit uh for what's fixing to happen and what they're what they're hearing from him because what they're hearing from him is different you know he's he's getting them ready for what's coming, and he's gonna. This is gonna be 14, 15, 16, and seventeen, is where he's gonna. This all three of the, these chapters are gonna be a discourse to them, and and talking to them about different things, and and it's got it had to have been very difficult for them. Had well, well, stop and think. Last week when we talked about the resurrection and life, Jesus said to Mary Martha, you know, if you just believe, mm-hmm. he who believes in me shall never die. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure in the disciples' minds here, they're thinking, we're never going to die. Yeah, We're, yeah. we're going to have this magnificent kingdom here on earth, yeah. but we're never going to die. And, and here's our leader. Here he's raised this guy from, from the dead. Mm-hmm. It had been dead about four days. And and so if he can do that, he can he can do anything. Yeah. And, yeah. and like you said, now Jesus is, is setting the table to say, hold on here a minute. Yeah. You're not understanding. Mm-hmm. You're not understanding. Well, uh, and if you go back to chapter 13, just for a second, it says in, in verse 34, uh, no, 36, it says, Simon Peter asked him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus replied, where I'm going, you cannot follow now, but you will follow later. Well, the later is going to be at the end of it, their lives. Yes. You know, it's not going to be. They'll, they'll follow him in the ministry, but they won't follow him to where he's going until they die. And Peter's not going to die for a good long while. And, uh, and they're all going to die very violently and tragically. Uh, so he doesn't really tell them a lot. Just tell them, you can't come now. You'll follow later, but you can't come now. And and that had to have been, that had to have been difficult. For well, them. and I, I find it interesting because Peter responds back to him and says, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I'll mm-hmm. lay down my life for you. Yeah. And what Jesus' response to him, will you really 
Peter? Yeah. yeah. Will, will, will you really? Yeah. And then he tells him about, for the rooster crows, you'll deny me three, three times. times. This very night. You know, he said, he said, yeah, very truly, I tell you, before the rooster crows, you will deny, d- disown me three times. You know, that was going to be that very night. You know, in just a few a few hours, he was gonna he was gonna say, "I don't know the guy. I, I don't know that SOB. I don't know him. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know who you're talking about." Trying to protect his own life, and of course, we know he repents, and we know that he's he's overwhelmed with grief over it, uh, what he does. But Jesus accepts him, and and but you know he's uh, you know he's here. He says, "I want to go. I'll go. I'll follow. I'll give my life up for you." And and when the time comes to do it, he doesn't. He's not willing to do that. You know, and I think I think for us today. Uh, you know, we there's so many different avenues of people that of places that we can go and 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 seem like we have uh, peace and respite and and we can listen to different things, but really, still even today, the only way to God, the only way to revive that relationship with God is through Jesus. There is no other way. You know, He tells us that very clearly. If you look at chapter 14, we started. He says, "Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many many." Uh, many rooms. If it were not so, would I have to, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Well, they don't, and and Thomas is going to say that here in just a second. But I I want to say he said if 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 I was lying to you. I would not have told you that in my my father's house there are many rooms and I'm going to prepare. I wouldn't have told you that. He said, you know I haven't lied to you. I wouldn't have told you that. And he said, so you know you can trust what I'm telling you. You can't come with me now. I'm going to a place you can't go to. I will come back and get you. And, I, and by the way, while I'm gone, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And when he leaves in Acts chapter chapter 1 or 2, I think it's chapter 2, he said, you know, they're, they're gazing up and the angels say, what are you yeah, looking at? It's chapter one. Yeah. yeah. What are you looking at? He said, he said, don't you know he's going to come back the same way that he left? Well, in second Thessalonians, it says exactly that. That when he comes back and come back in blazing fire with his powerful angels and take vengeance, you know, he's going to come back in vengeance uh, when he comes, he will come back. Uh, but that's going to be, it hadn't happened yet. No. It's been 2000 years and it hadn't happened yet. Uh, it will happen. And for us right now, what we have to wrap our mind around is, okay, my life's a mess. My life's a train wreck. My life has gone, you know, chasing after everything under the sun. And the message today is still the same as it was to them. I'm going to a place. I'm going to prepare a place for you. If you're obedient, if you believe, that's what he said. He said, you believe in God, believe also in me. You know, and, and we've looked at that before already. You know, when we talked about he's the bread of life and he's the light of the world. You know, we have to believe in him. We have to believe those things. If we believe it and make that applicable and and turn our lives to him, he will prepare a place for us and come back and get us one day. He will. Well, here it says in in verse 5, Thomas told him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, and how can we know the way? You know, he's still looking at, well, if you're going to Judea, we know that place. If you're going to Samaria, we know that place. If you're going back to Jerusalem, we know that place. Galilee, yeah. Yeah, we know those places. But you're talking about a place, wait a minute, we don't know the way to that place. Yeah. They still didn't understand. I don't think it was a spiritual place. I'm wondering if in their minds they're thinking he's going to Rome. Yeah, I don't know how many of these people would have, would have been to Rome prior to this time. Yeah, yeah. You, you well, know, in their minds, there had to be somewhere here on earth that he was going that they didn't know about. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'm sure they knew of Rome, but but there must have been some place that, that Jesus was going 
uh, to the, in their mind in their minds yeah. that that they'd never been to, and yeah. and it wasn't wasn't going back to the Father in their minds. It was somewhere physically here on this earth. Here's G- where Jesus is going, mm-hmm. and that's why Thomas says to him, well, you know, you, we don't know the way. We don't know where you're going. If you go back to verse 4, he says, you know the way to the place where I'm going. Yes. I've told you. I've, I've, I've been with you for three years. I've been telling you from the very beginning, you know the way. You know, he, they will figure it out. In just a, in just a few short days, they're going to figure it out. Uh, but they're, they're, still, uh, they're still perplexed here. They're still worried here. They're still fearful here. Uh, because he's telling them things that it, to them right now is not making a lot of sense. I, I can only imagine what they thought when uh, they locked the door after the after the death, and they put him in a tomb, and all of a sudden he's standing in the room with them, mm-hmm. you know, and talking to them, eating with them. You know, it's got to it's got to have went wow, uh oh. Now all of this is now all this makes sense, and you know we've talked about this before. You know, they were talking at one point how great John the Baptist was. And he said, I tell you, the least in the kingdom, the least in the kingdom do greater things than John the Baptist did. You know, Jesus is going, is, is, was here to, to establish his kingdom. You know, that's what John said. You know, behold, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You know, that's what, he was the messenger. He was the one. And so here's Jesus for us today, establish the kingdom. He is the way, you know, like he said, Jesus answered in verse, in verse six, uh, he said, I mean, yeah, in verse six, he said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. And if, if you really know me, you'll know my father as well. From now on, you do, do know him and have seen him. You know, well, that's fine for them. But how do we connect that to us today? How do you think we connect that to us today? Well, we have to look at it the same way. The only way to the Father is through the Son who came to show us the Father. Mm-hmm. When he says, I, I am the truth, or, or I am the way, we, we looked at that back when in chapter 10 where it talks about he's the gatekeeper yes. mm-hmm. that, that lets us in. Mm-hmm. And then the truth, Jesus was such a strong example of, of what it means to be true and honest and mm-hmm. and sincere mm-hmm. and uh, if, let me take it back to, to chapter 8 now uh, because Jesus brings up this concept of, of truth uh, to his disciples in, in 8 in, in starting in verse 31 he says if you hold my teaching you are truly my disciples then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free mm-hmm. Then they go on to say, they answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Jesus replied, very truly, I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you'll be free indeed. Mm -hmm. So what he was saying there is, if we if we continue to follow in his teaching, then we come to know him. Mm-hmm. He is the truth, mm-hmm. and that's why why he would say back here in John fourteen in verse six very emphatically, "I am the truth. I'm the example of what mm-hmm. it means to live a true and sinless life." And he doesn't say he said, "I teach truth." 
I teach no. the way. I teach life. He said, I am, am the, way. The, the way. It's different than just saying, well, I just teach it. I can teach the way, the truth, and the life, but I am not. I am not the way. I am not the truth. I am not the life. He is. He is. You know, and, and I, you know, that text in chapter 8 says that they were slaves to sin. You know, they say, well, you know, we've been never enslaved to anybody. Well, yes, they were. Their descendants were. Their descendants were, and, and they're, they're caught up in being slaves to sin. And what, what Jesus was saying, if, if I set you free, mm-hmm. the Son set you free, then you're really truly free. Absolutely. And, and that's why he, when he comes back over here in verse 6 and says, I'm the truth, he, he says, I'm the way to set you free. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm the, son, I'm uh, the one that, that if you continue in my teachings, you'll come to know me. And, and then when he says, and the life, you'll come to know what really life is all about. You, we looked at that back last week when he says, I am the resurrection and the life. Mm-hmm. And, and when, we, when we look to Jesus and, and what he was saying to, to his disciples that were closest to him, he says, here's the way. Mm-hmm. You know, Thomas, you say, we don't know where you're going. You know, we don't know the way. And Jesus emphatically tells him, I'm yeah. the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. And and if you really know me, then then you really know the Father. Too. I think that that uh, you know that it this is this is universal. It, because and I know that most of our people watching know that. But for those that are watching that don't know that, you know, if if you're living in sin and you've and you've really cause your life to be uh your life is in turmoil it's just just absolutely blown up in your face and you don't have any understanding of what to do and there's so many there's so many different people out there there's so many different ways out there that say well you know if you do this you do this or you do this you know and and people have the idea that if i i can i can do these things here and everything will be okay if i do this here it'll everything will be okay well if i can just quit drinking if i just quit drinking you know, my life would, would return back to normal. If I, if I just quit doing drugs or if I just, if I just uh, work harder, you know, if I, if I had a little bit more money, you know, I know that I could turn this thing around. And the problem here is not this physical life. The problem is, is I've been separated from God. You know, that, you know, I know that, like I said a while ago, I know there are many of our people that are watching, they're, they're faithful, godly people. But for those few that, that may be watching that aren't, you know, they need to know that, that sin has separated you from God. Sin has made a disconnect. There is no connection between you and God. And there is no way to get it. I don't care what you do. I don't care how much good you do. I don't care how many, how many times you go to church. I don't care how many times you pray. I don't care how much money you give. I don't care what you do. You cannot fix the slavery that you're involved in in sin. Only Jesus can do that. He's the only one that can fix it. That's why he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I I can remember growing up as as a kid, the concept of grace was kind of taught like, I do everything I can, and God makes up the difference. Yeah. And nothing could be further from the truth. Absolutely. The grace is the fact that, that God stood in my place mm-hmm. 
and there's nothing I can do. No. And, and no. so so if you're out there wondering how do I overcome, how do I find what it is to life, you look to Jesus. Absolutely. And, and Absolutely. you accept him where you're at mm-hmm. and let him do the things in your life that can make you a more honest person, a more sincere person, a more real person, because he will. Well, and, and I think it, I think it's in uh, First or Second Timothy, I believe. Uh, it, he says there. It says there is only one mediator between God and man, and that's Jesus Christ. He's the only mediator. He is the only one that bridges the gap between us and God. He is the only way. Thomas was l- looking for a physical way. This is a spiritual way. You can't get to God. You can't get to a relationship with God. You can't get the the mess of life straightened out. Without you can't do it on your own. You can't. No. I I could never do enough. I can't never do it. I can never do enough to make to make God, make it where God owes me salvation. Grace is God gives me salvation because He chooses to. He chooses. Yeah. You know, not because He owes it to me. He don't owe me anything. You know, and and He showers me with mercy when I deserve to be butchered and and die, but. Instead of me being butchered and died, Jesus went and did that. That's, you know, I've said before, I don't know if I've said it on, in this class, but you want to see the righteousness of God? Go to the cross. That's where you see the real righteousness of God is at the cross. Because for, for Jesus to hang on a cross, for me, for, for you, for all of those that are watching, for him to hang on the cross, man, that is the, that is the, 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 the ultimate form of righteousness for him to do that especially yeah especially since he was the embodiment of a perfect life absolutely here on earth absolutely and there's been no one since or no one before that ever lived out the life perfectly no uh, than than jesus and so for him to go to the cross and shed his blood Mm -hmm. when it should have been mine and yours is 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 a total act of of mercy Absolutely. And, and forgiveness. Absolutely. And and that's what it took. And, and I think it's interesting because he starts out the first part of chapter 14. He says, he talks about his father's house. And he says, I go to prepare a place for you. And then Thomas says, where are you going? And, and then Jesus comes back here and says, I'm the way, the truth, and life. If you'd really known me, you would have known the father. Mm-hmm. So w- what he's saying to Thomas is, the way to the father is through me. Mm-hmm. And, and if... If you truly believe in me, you truly buy into me, mm-hmm. then then you will see the Father and you yeah. will know the Father. I had two uh, two young people came to me, or I had a, um, a grandmother and grandfather came to me and said that uh, that two of their grandkids want to be baptized, and and I said, great. I said I want to study with them. I said I want to study with them, and so and I told them as they were as they were leaving. I said, I want you to start this week, and I want you to start reading the book of Matthew. I want you to read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And when you get through, I want you to read it again and keep reading it over and over. I said, because that is where you're going to be introduced to your Savior. That's the books that will introduce you to the Savior. All the rest of them are how to live this life, but those four books introduce you to the guy that is the way, the truth, and the life. And you will never come to God. And I told him, one of them is 15, I said, you'll never have a relationship with God on your own. You have to have a relationship with God through Christ. You have to. And I said, until you realize that, you know, Jesus will not mean much to you. So I want you to, I want that those books to introduce you to Him. And uh, and 
And, you know, he looked at me kind of funny, and I said, no, nah, I'm serious. Just trust me. Just go read it. I promise you. Uh, but, you know, and, I, and I, I wasn't thinking about this at the time, but when I was studying for this yet last night, I said, you know what? You know, that's, a, that's exactly the truth. Because, you know, if I'm going to come to the one that can bridge the gap, if I'm going to come to the one that can make the, the wrong right, if I can come to the one that is the grace of God, then I've got to know who he is. I've got to know what he demands. If I, if I, then when I know him, then I'll know the Father. And and that's why he said, if if you continue back to chapter eight, if you continue in my words, then you're truly my disciples, yes. and you will know the truth. Yeah. You know, if we if we get into this book and we look at it, it it's not this book that's setting us free. No. It's no. pointing us to Jesus, yeah. and Jesus is setting us free, and and that's why he was saying to his disciples. You want you want to really know what it what it is to be free, then then you will continue in in those things that I've Absol- told you, absolutely, and, and you'll continue following them, and you'll absolutely. continue seeking them, and and then you will know what it truly is to be free. Now, again, he wasn't talking in a physical sense. No, he was talking in that spiritual sense, being free from the. From the burden of sin, but, being but free you know, from the guilt of sin. But you know something, James? It really, it, it really is a physical freedom at times because at times. because sin sin and captures us and it twists us and it grabs us and it strangles us so hard in many instances that when we come to Christ and he and he breaks that that bond that 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 handcuffs of sin, it really does free us and it does make life easier. It doesn't seem like it when you just read about it, but when you, when you finally, when you accept him as who he said he was, you accept him as the savior of the world. And then you don't, and you know, and then you're obedient. It, we're, you know, we're not promoting, we never would promote, you know, salvation through works because that's not where salvation comes from. Salvation comes from Christ and him alone. The works come, the things that we do come because he saves us. That's not not to earn salvation. No, it's you know I thought Cole did a magnificent job with Philippians chapter two uh, a couple of weeks ago that he when he did on Wednesday night I, I watched it and I said wow you know because it says work out your own salvation with fear and trembling talk it you know and he he covered all of that if you haven't watched it you need to go watch it he did a really good job with it but you know here he says he says uh, you know that that uh, that when he says I am the way the truth and the life you know he is the embodiment of truth. He's the only way to the Father, and He's the only way to have life and have real life, not not a life that that you think you have, but life that really is a spiritual, physical, bound up, connected life with Christ. He's the only way to get that. Can't get it any other way. And most of us have tried. Yes. We've tried a lot of stuff in our lives to get that apart from Him, and it didn't ever work. Well, and, and our society tells us to do that. Our oh, society yeah. Yeah, tells yeah. us. You, you know, you, you you can take care of yourself. Sure. You know, especially yeah. those on on the male side. You you're expected to be the provider. You're expected yeah. to stand up and be a man. Mm-hmm. You know, don't cry like a girl. Mm-hmm. You know, things. Yeah. That our society tells you that. Oh, by the way, you know, this is who you are, and this mm-hmm. is your role, and this is what you should do. And even in our country, yeah. it says our country says. One of the profound sayings of the day was, "You can, we can, we can do anything. We can pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps." Well, yeah. you know, if you take that into a religious sense, well, okay, well, I can do this on my own. 
If I go to church enough, I pay enough money, and if I if I do enough good stuff, help enough little old ladies across the street, everything will be good. That's not that's not what gets salvation. No. Jesus is the only one only one that you can get salvation through, and He says it here: "I am the way, the truth, and the life." And that's what He's talking about. Yeah, and yeah. I find it interesting if you look at the next verse. Philip says, "Lord, show us the Father." And that will be enough for us. And that'll be enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course, Jesus, yeah. I'm sure, is frustrated at this point. Says, sure. Yeah. You know, don't you know me, Philip? Even after I've been among you such a long time, anyone has it's seen me. I'm going to stop right. Yeah. You, you hear the frustration in his voice? Yes. He is frustrated with him a little bit, I think. Yeah. I think he understands, but he's frustrated still at the same time. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. And he says, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Now, we didn't cover this because it's not one of the I am statements, but I want to go back to chapter 12 uh-huh. for just a second because there's something in chapter 12 that connects with that right there he's, where he says, uh, he says, the words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Read as the Father living in me, who is doing His work. So, and if you look at chapter twelve and start in verse forty-seven, he says, "If anyone hears my words but does not keep them, I do not judge that person. For I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world." There is a judge for the one who rejects me and does not accept my words. The very words I have spoken will condemn them at the last day. For I did not speak on my own, but the Father who sent me commanded me to say. All that I have spoken, I know that his command leads to eternal life. So whatever I say is just what the Father's told me to say. It's exactly what he's saying here. He said, he said, the, he said, the words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. God told me what, and those very words are going, it's going to judge you in the last day. Well, and, and he's starting to set the pattern to them. Don't you understand? I and the Father are together in this thing. Yeah. Well, it, it's not him. And me down here, it's we're together. Mm-hmm. We're, we're one as a team. And and don't you understand that that if you if you look at the life that I've lived, that gives you a broad picture of what God is but like. We have a lot of knowledge between the two of us. We have a lot of history. We have mm-hmm. a lot of years of experience between us. You understand for me how hard that how hard a concept that is to grab a hold of, that I and the Father are one, that the Father lives in me. You know, not anymore now as, as it was before, but when I was early on and before I became a Christian, I wouldn't ha- I wouldn't have a clue what that's talking about. I don't know what he's talking about there. Mm-hmm. You know, what that the that I and the Father are one. They are so closely joined together. He is so connected to his father that they are like one entity. You know, and I and I remember, you know, and, and guys, please don't take this wrong. You know, I'm not saying that I'm anything like that at all. But I remember when when I felt that connected to my wife. When I felt like we had become one flesh, I remember that feeling, you know that that uh, that we that we were uh, we were tandem team. And that's as close as I can come to an explanation of what that's like. They were so close together and so closely in, in, entwined in their mindset and their thinking and their and their makeup inside that they were one entity. Well, not only that, but but Jesus said, you know, I came to show you the Father, you know, and and Jesus, the way Jesus lived, was was a, such a righteous life to, yeah. to the point that people couldn't say, oh, you know, yeah. he 
he can't be the son of God because he was so in tune to to listening to the Father. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things I like about the Gospel of Luke so much is Luke emphasizes how much time Jesus went off and prayed yeah. by himself. Yeah. And, and so he was always so in tune with the Father uh, to the point of, of, like he was saying, I didn't, I didn't do anything on this earth that the Father didn't want me to do. Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't say anything. Even when yeah. he didn't necessarily want to do it. Right. We know there was a time in the garden when he said, I don't really want to do this. If there's any way, if there's any way this cup can pass, you know, can we find a different way, but not my will. But you're, that, the only way that that happens, even for us today, the only way that I look at it and say, you know, Father, I really don't want to do this. This is going to be, this is going to be outside my comfort range. But I'm going to do it because you've called me to do it. I'm going to do it because you've asked me to do it. I'm going to do it because, you know, a missionary goes to a foreign country he's never been before. And he knows that God's called him to go there. He knows that God, and he knows that he could put his family, he could himself in harm's way. And he goes anyway because he knows that he believes with everything he has that that's what the Father's called him to. You know, a, a guy gets in a pulpit. He gets in a pulpit mm-hmm. and you know you're, you're sweating bullets, man. You're, I mean, you're just scared as you can be, but you know you, you need to be there because you believe that God has called you to do that. And you go do it anyway, right. even though you're terrified of doing it, even though you're stammering and stuttering, you feel like a boob, you know, and everybody's looking at you and they all know that, you're, that you can't put two sentences together and make a complete thought. And yet you get up there and you talk and out comes words and you know that it wasn't you doing it, that God did it. You know, I think, I wonder, Jesus probably had that same feeling on the cross, you know, knowing that, that, that because it says in the garden that angels came and strengthened him and, get, and, and nourished him and gave him strength. Yeah, I don't know what that was like. Well, maybe in a small sense you do because we've done things that we didn't feel comfortable doing any, either. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, uh, there was a text I want, want us to look at. It's in Hebrews. And it, and it, it says, it connects with something you said a while ago. It says, you know, that Jesus went through all of this stuff. He lived all of this stuff. He embodied truth. He embodied life. He embodied temptation, everything. And it says in chapter 15, I mean, chapter 4 and verse 15, it says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet he did not sin. So, you know, this book calls him, says he becomes a high priest, right? He, a high priest in the law, the high priest was the only one that could go to the Father, that had access to the inner place to go to the Father. He was the only one. So Jesus becomes a high priest, even though he is not of the right seed line, he's not of the right family line. God appoints him to be a priest, and it says we have a high priest that knows exactly what we're going through. He can empathize with us because he was tempted in every aspect, just like we are, yet he's without sin. That's how he can give me life. You know, he knows... He knows that my life is embroiled and overwhelmed with sin and temptation. He knows that. I don't have to hide that from him. He knows that. Because when he came here, he he understood the the temptation of sin. And yet he was without sin. So he is the he is the one that can make a clear path for me. I can follow him because he is one. I know he knows what I'm going through. You know, I've, I've prayed many times. I, I said, I said, Father, the Son has told you what I'm going through here. He, you know what it's like because he's experienced it. And I don't know how to get out of it. I don't know what to do. I need your help. 
And, and to know that, that Jesus is going there and saying, Father, this is what's happening. This is what's going on. This is how it's, what, the, what it feels like. And then, and then God can strengthen me. And I believe he strengthened us as an eldership. I think he strengthened us as individuals because of that. And, and so when I, when I look at, at John chapter 14 and say, when he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, you know, I want it to mean to, the, to our audience what it means to me. You know, that, that uh, I, am, I no longer am doing this by myself. And and we want you to understand that that if if there is a pathway to truly find what life is all about, it can only be through Jesus. That's right. That's right. Because not only did Jesus show us the example, he paid the price so that we could follow that path. Mm-hmm. If and all he asks is that we reach out to him, believe in him, trust him. And keep our life focused on him until the day we die. And believe he was who he said he was. Right. Believe who he said. He said, I am the Savior of the world. I am the, I am the bread of life. I'm the light of the world. I'm the way, the truth, and the life, the resurrection of the life. Mm-hmm. I am, I am, I'm, me and the Father are one. Believe that. And, 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 and come to him on his terms. If we do that, if we come to him on his terms, then he said, I'll save you. You know, the Father will save you. That's grace. That's when... Grace is when God gives us what we do not deserve. Right. Not one of us deserves it. Not one of these guys deserved it. Peter's going to deny him. Philip doesn't have a clue. Thomas says, I ain't going to believe nothing unless I stick my finger in the nail holes. I want to I see it. You know. And so these guys are just as twisted up as we were, as we are. Mm-hmm. And they were just ordinary fishermen. They weren't nobody special. You know, maybe the, maybe the I'm not going to say the smartest one, but the guy that had, that had the most... Uh, to, to lose maybe was Matthew, you know, who was a tax collector and probably well off. Uh, but you know, these guys are just ordinary guys. Mm-hmm. They didn't have anything, anything special to offer. God picked them and they believed in him. They believed him and followed him for the rest of their lives. You know, and then Paul comes along, doesn't believe. And then is, a pro, then is confronted on the road to Damascus. And he said, Oh my God, man, boy, was I wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and he follows him. And, you know, I think that, for us, we have we have so much responsibility uh, to uh, to strive to live the best we can. That you know, strive to live within the word as as the best we can, because we know that those words came from the Father. The words that we have here, you know, Paul writes in First Corinthians. He says, "I want you to understand that the things I write are the commandments of the Lord." The Lord commanded him what to speak. We know that the, that these guys wrote through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. They wrote, you know, I believe that this book is God's word. I believe that. And I believe that when he says he's the way, the truth, and the life, I believe that as well. And I want you guys to, to, to grab a hold of it. I want you to wrap your mind around it, wrap your hands around it, and say, I'm tired of trying to do this by myself. I can't do it by myself. You know, it makes worship better. It makes life better. It makes relationships better. Everything is better because I have a relationship with God. And and if you're out there thinking I'm not worthy of this, you're right. <laughs> uh, there, there, there's there's no way that that God will accept me. What Jesus has said is, "says Come unto me, all you who are weak and heavy laden, and I will give you rest." That's right. That's right. He's he's calling you to come where you're at. Mm-hmm. He's not saying, "Oh, I got to clean up my act before no, I come." No. He's saying, "Just come to me." Just trust in me. 
Just believe that I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I am the way to the Father. And I am the way to eternity. Just believe in that and, and trust that. And come to me where you're at, and I will take you and where you need to go. I, I, bring the mess. Bring the mess. Yeah. He's the only one that can clean it up. He's right. the only one to clean it up. You know, I, I, uh, I got up this morning and... and uh, and there was still dishes in the sink, and I and a lot of times I'll get up, I'll be up late, and I'll wash dishes. You know, George is already asleep, and I'll wash dishes and clean up the kitchen, and and I and I got up and and she, you know, I'm leaving early, and she's getting up, just getting up, and I said, man, I'm sorry, I forgot to do the dishes, you know, the, and I said I can't stand for them to be. She said neither can I, and you know we tagged, we team this thing, you know, you know sometimes if I see them, I'll wash them. If she sees them, she'll wash them, you know, and because we both dirty them up. Not her job, not my job. It's both our job, and so we just do that. And uh, and you know, and uh, and she said, "I oh, don't worry about it." She said, "I'll get it when I when I get back home." And and she, you know, because I wasn't gonna have time. But you know, I you know, I came back in the house later on. The dishes were all done, and the kitchen was all cleaned up, and and you know, the mess was gone. Well, I know that's kind of infantile, but that's kind of God says, "Bring the mess. I'll clean up the mess." He said, "I don't my, I don't have a problem cleaning up the mess. I'll clean it up." You know, because every one of us is going to come to him with a mess. We will. And and that mess is a life of sin, a life of turmoil, a life of depression, a life of, of, of accusations and depression and all of that stuff. And we're no different. We brought no. the same stuff with us. And he cleaned our lives up and he's still in the process of cleaning us up, you know, as we speak. You know, both of us will say, tell you, man, guys, I still need him to clean the mess up. Mm -hmm. I still need him to keep cleaning me up. Because I'm still a sinner and I still make mistakes and and uh, but you know I'm I'm so grateful that He is the way and He is the truth and He's the life. And and if you want to find out what it's about, get into this book. Yeah. And and, and start reading the Book of yeah, Matthew. It, That's it, a good place yeah, to start. Start it, reading it, the Book it, of Matthew. It will point you to Jesus. It'll point you to the love that the Father has Absolutely. for you. Absolutely. And and. and and just read it with an open mind yeah. and, and an open heart, mm -hmm. and, and you'll see that that there are people in this Bible that were just as wicked, or yeah. just as sinful, or yeah. just as evil as maybe you feel like you are in your life right now. Yeah. And look at what God has done over the thousands of years in in, in this book, and 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 read it, and 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 look what Jesus. How he reached out to people and, and and how he elevated people. Absolutely. He always took them where they were, and he always, if they were willing to follow him and stay with him, he always elevated them into something. Some, yeah. Something I want to, if you're out there, and and you've uh, you really are, are at the end of your rope, don't know what to do. I want to talk to you. I, I want to talk to you. Uh, I want you to I want you to call our office. Uh, Lee's going to put the put a banner up there. It may be up there right now, and with a with a, our phone number, you call Pam, and you tell Pam that that you want to talk to Dan, and and I want to talk to you. I will call you back. I want to talk to you. I want to I want to help you. I want to I want to I want to show you more of what this is about. Uh, you know, I, I I know where you're coming from, and I want to help. So give give me a call. Give James a call. Talk to Definitely. one of us. Talk to one of man. I I want to sit down with you. You know, if you if you're here in town, I want to invite you to my Friday night class. I want to invite you to come. It's a class that's perfect for uh, everybody in there is is in one stage of recovery or another. Every one of them. So, uh, you know, I guess 
you know, I guess we're, we bought, we got bought, done with this. We got one more to do. Right. The Jesus says, I am the vine. And, uh, and that's going to be in this discourse as well. Right. Uh, and we'll do that one. Then we'll be through. I don't know what, what's going to happen after that. I know we've got some plans, but I don't know what that's, what's going to happen. So, uh, but let's pray and we'll be done. All right. Almighty God, thank you so much, uh, for your son. We thank you father for the love that you have for us, for the grace that you've showered on us, for the mercy that you've showed us to be merciful to us. Uh, to be patient with us as we strive and, and we work to uh, to uh, uh, find those things that we need to do and then and then do them in our lives. Father, we, we're so grateful for, for salvation. We're grateful that, that you saved us through your Son and that that's, that salvation is available. All, all people have to do is just accept who he was, just believe in him, and then be obedient to the things that you've called us to do. Father, I pray your blessings upon our, our audience this morning. I pray that some are going to are going to stick around and are going to worship with us, and I thank for that. I pray that uh, that that worship will be uh, will be edifying to them. Bless us, Father, and thank you so much again for your Son. It's in His name that we pray.